Good morning, breakfast, and the class this morning is sponsored in loving memory, Elilui Nishmat Batsheva Bat Sultana Da'an, sponsored by her son, Mayor Turjaman. Please make the Berachot and the words of Torah today should be Le'ilui um, Nishmata. The Pasuk says, Vayichi Yaakov Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Shana. He lived there for 17 years, and we know at the time when he got there, he was 130, so together, says the Pasuk, that it was Sheva Shanim Ba'arba'im Ma'ashana, 147 years. Yaakov, at the end of his life, Vayikravu Yimei Yisrael Lamut, he calls uh, his son, Vayikrale Benol Yosef, Vayomelo, and he says to him, if I found favor in your eyes, please swear to me and do me a chesed ve'emet, I'll not take bereni ve'emetzrayim, don't bury me in Egypt. That's the last request that Yaakov has from his son Yosef. Don't bury me in Egypt. That's his request. Rabotai, I thought to myself when I was reading this, what a wonderful thing it is when someone in that situation has only one request to make from their child. And I read a story this week that really kind of drove this idea home. There's a, a, a boy who's about to become bar mitzvah. It's the night before the bar mitzvah and the house is wild. I don't know if you've ever been in a house the night before a simcha, before a wedding, before a, you know, the mother's yelling at everyone to go to sleep because they need to be, they don't want them to be tired for the next day. You know, did you put your clothes out? Did you shine your shoes? Every, the house is chaos, right? Everyone wants to, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, in all the chaos, the father takes his, his uh, bar mitzvah boy and he, uh, and he sits him down on the couch and his little brother is sitting there on the side, he's uh, five years old. And he sits down and sits the bar mitzvah boy down on the couch and he says, you know, son, from tonight, you're ready for bar mitzvah. Your first mitzvah you're going to do as a 13-year-old is going to be to say the Shema, to cover your eyes, say the Shema, because it's evening, first mitzvah. I want you to remember, when you pray, you cover your eyes and you say Shema, the reason why we cover our eyes is that there's no distractions. Whenever you pray, from now on, you should pray with focus, you should pray with kavanah, with your heart, you should never speak in the synagogue, because that's what it means to become a bar mitzvah. And anyway, the boy says Shema, the next morning they get to the synagogue, and the father's standing there in the middle of Tefillah. He's saying hello to everybody. He's welcoming them in the shul. He's like this, talking to the caterer, talking to the chazan. The five-year-old son comes up to his father. He says, Daddy, Daddy. And the father says, Yes. He's tagging on his jacket. He says, Daddy, Daddy, when are you going to become bar mitzvah? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, lots of people, when it comes to the end of their life, they suddenly start to think, about what it's going to look like for their children and their children's children to be Jewish in this world, to, to upkeep the values that they held so dear for all this time. But Yaakov, what an unbelievable thing, a position to be in, where the only thing you need to talk to your kids about is whether you, where you're going to be buried. What an unbelievable thing that is. Rabotai, <clears throat> the idea of Vayechi Yaakov is a fascinating, fascinating, excuse me, juxtaposition or contradistinction to what it is that we find uh, with Sarah Imenu. With Sarah Imenu, the first thing that we talk about in the parasha of Haye Sarah is it was in the life of Sarah, right? The Yushne Haye Sarah. And the years of, of Sarah were 100 years and 20 years and 7 years. 
Over here we find instead of 120 and 7, the way it counts his years is 7 and, uh, uh, sorry, is 7 years and 40 years and 100. It counts from the smaller amount to the higher. With all the other avot, it counts the other way around. Me'ashana, v'shmonim shana. Me'ashana, v'shivim shana, v'chamesh shanim. Me'ashana, v'shivim shana, v'shiv shanim. It counts down. The, not, the larger number to the smaller to the smallest number. And here it's the opposite way around. And now Chachamim explained that the reason why it's reversed with, your, with Yaakov is because the lower number indicated, like what he said earlier on, that my ears were me'at, they were short, not as many as my forefathers. <clears throat> they were not as many as my forefathers, and not only were they not as many, me'at vira'im. He had a very difficult life, Yaakov Avin. And it always bothered me. Why is it that Yaakov, who's called the Bechir Ha'avot, who's called the chosen one of all of the Avot, he is the symbiosis of Avraham's Midah and Yitzhak's Midah. He stands for Torah and Tiferet. All of his children wind up being Sadiqim as opposed to Avraham and Yitzhak. Why is it that Yaakov of the three Avot should have had the hardest and the most difficult life? Rabotai, I think in many ways the question is itself the answer. Because Yaakov was Bechir Ha'avot. The Hafez Haim, he gives the most amazing mashah, the most amazing example. He says, if a person wants to know what it is that they were created in order to do, what their mission in life is, once upon a time you could go to a Navi. But now you don't have a Navi, how are you supposed to figure out what you're supposed to focus on, which mitzvot were designed to be able to make your nishama shine? What you need to do in order to, if, after you know, coming back and maybe again to this world as a Gilgul, what do you need to achieve so that your nishama could be at peace in Gan Eden? Says the Hafez Haim, we don't have a Navi, but we have a, a way of understanding it. And you know what the way of understanding it? It's called Yetzirah. He says, imagine for an example, you're going to war. And you know you need to take out the building where they have the most precious uh, 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 weapons, the, most, the weapons that can do the most damage. But the problem is you don't know which building it's in. So he says, when you come into the village, if you look for the building that has the, the gates with the barbed wire around it. It has tanks parked you know, in front of it with you know, guns pointing in every direction. There's you know, a ring of soldiers around that building. You know that's a strategic location. Because if it wasn't so strategic, they wouldn't be wasting so much energy trying to protect it. Says the Hafez Haim, Yetzirah is exactly the same. He doesn't mind if you do the mitzvot that he doesn't care about. Because those mitzvot are the easy ones for you to achieve. They're not the ones that you will put on this earth in order to be able to crack. But when you find something Yetzirah is so desperate to guard, so desperate to ensure that you don't fulfill that mitzvah, it's very easy to understand. <laughs> now I know this is, what, this is the mitzvah that I'm supposed to be, be careful from. The idea of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was Bechir Ha'avot. He was the chosen of our forefathers. He was the one that was effectively going to start the Jewish people. It's the first time, by the way, that the Jewish people, besides for having Avraham, Yitzchak, which were individuals of Kiddushah, with individual character traits, the first time that the Jewish people became a collective was when the Shivatim were born, the tribes were born. 
Do you know how frightening it was for the Yetzirah that we should have in this world a band of people coming together to be able to do the Ratzon Hashem? A lot of times a person in their life, they experience pushback when they're trying to do a mitzvah. And sometimes they say, you know what? I guess it wasn't meant to be. The opposite. The heart of the Yetzirah is fighting for you, against you in a specific mitzvah, the more you know that this is the one that he's terrified that if you accomplish it, you'll, be, you'll achieve greatness. Rabbutai, look at him. Analyze him. The Yetzirah was put in this world not for his benefit, but for ours. The evil inclination was put in this world in order to be able to test us, in order to be able to challenge us so that we could become great. In fact, the Gemara says... When Hashem creates every single object, every single thing He creates in the world, He calls them tov, He calls them good. But finally, in the final day of creation, He says, and God saw, and He saw that it was tov me'od, it was very good. Why was it tov me'od? It was very good? How could you say it was very good? Well, what was very good? What was this thing? This one thing says the Gemara, you know what it was? It was the Satan, the Yetzirah, and the Malach HaMavet. It was the angel of death, God said, is very good. The Satan, the one that goes up to heaven and tries to get, uh, you know, bad decrees against us. The Yetzirah, the one on this earth, it's one Malach, the Gemara says. He comes down, he it convinces you to sin, goes upstairs, tattles to, to, you know, to the heavenly court, comes back down and exacts the price. It's one Malach. God says about that Malach, it's very good, yes. Because he was the purpose of creation. That chance, that test, that's why we came here. So listen to what he's telling you. He's like Coach Carter, but just without the inspiration. Rabotai, if you could listen carefully to your inner desires and understand from them that that's what you're supposed to do, what a focus, what a path. It's like, you know, the lit runway for the plane. You know exactly where it is that you need to go. What an unbelievable gift. And I'm fond of saying... Sorry, excuse me. The Pasuk says, Tov uh, Me'od, he's very good. The letters, Me'od, Mem, Aleph, Dalid, are Gematria 45. Ma, the word Ma, what? The same idea, by the way, <clears throat> the same idea that the angel said to Yaakov, the angel of Esav is the Satan. What did he say to es- Yaakov when he asked him his name? He says, I don't have a name. That word Ma, which we translate as what? It's translated different in the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu says, What are we? His expression, says the Gemara, was the greatest expression of humility because he says, we are what? What does it mean, we are what? Says the Gemara, it means we are nothing. We're zero. What are we? There's nothing that we are. We are nothing. Why are you complaining against us? We're nothing. You know what he's tov? He's tov me'od gematria ma. There's nothing to the Yetzirah. There's nothing to him. He presents himself as being very desirous. But after you do every sin, what do you feel afterwards? Regret what I need that for. Like we say in Anna, you know, all these things I did. Velo shavelano. It wasn't worth anything. Tov me'od. Yes, 100%. But it's ma. It's nothing. It just requires us to focus on it. Vayahi Yaakov. Yaakov's life. His life was so great. His experience was so powerful. You know why? Because he dealt with one Nisayon after the next, after the next. And at the end of his life, 
Like the Pasuk says, he sits with his children around him. Every one of his kids was a Sadiq. Every one of his kids, if they ever made a mistake, had done Teshuvah. Hashem should bless us with the knowledge of being able to put our heads down at the end of our lives and breathe a sigh of relief that everything we were supposed to do in this world we accomplished and we left nothing, not even a single regret on the table. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. 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 Amen.